welcome to Multiverse OQ, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now on podcast form. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And this week we're talking about... Exiles. 7 through 10. Specifically, New Exiles. 7 through 10. Luke's favorite book. Make sure that's on his tombstone. Uh, yeah, well, if they wanted to put Exiles on my tombstone, that'd be one thing. If they put New Exiles on, that would be demonstrably false. Because this story, while it has some good moments, is not good. Favorite series, New Exiles. Favorite character, Sage. Here lies Luke Hare. This is slander, and maybe eventually you'll wake up to the fact that I have actually put you under <laughs> mind control for your shenanigans. Oh, no. You aren't actually getting your master's degree. You're just being horribly gaslighted every time. Oh. That paper you wrote on castles. I don't have to write papers anymore. That class you audited on castles. I don't have to take classes anymore. That sandwich you ate that was shaped like a castles. Uh oh. That was fake. From the white castle? Yes. You've only eaten fake white castle your entire life. The truest white castle. The beautiful celestial white castle. That can only be attained when you stop burning me with very good goofs. Well, sounds like I'm never tasting that White Castle. <laughs> nope, I'm too easy of a target. Uh, but yeah, this week we are covering New Exiles 7 through 10, which was written by Chris Claremont with art by Tom Grummet, colors by Will Quintana, and letters by Tom Orzakowski. And it's set on Earth 80827. And let's go over our fun band of miscreants again. Let's do it. There's Sabretooth from the Age of Apocalypse. He's a gruff dad, and this week he is not going to be in most of the episodes. Then there's Cat. She's like an even moodier teen version of Kitty Pride, And she also doesn't really get a lot to do like she has the same scene three different times four different times actually oh and like weird other versions she appears in like weird alternate versions of herself Mm -hmm. there's also psylocke who is from earth 616 she's the normal psylocke she's really afraid of uh a alternate universe slave master who almost killed her and is now killing other versions of her because you know Everyone's got to have a, a hobby. Yeah. Then we got Morph. He is a walking version of the Looney Tunes cartoon, Duckamuck. Uh, he can basically transform himself into anything. His name is Kevin, but he's actually not really a person anymore because he died. And the supervillain, Prote- uh, Proteus, has taken over his mind. But the exiles basically brainwash Proteus into believing that he is once again everyone's lovable favorite, Morph. And then there is Rogue, who comes from another universe. We don't know a lot about her, but she has her flight and her super strength, and she is also very moody. 
Then there's Sage. She's everything you want to be. <laughs> no, I want to be a good character, Devin. I want to have clear plot direction and reasoning and not be full of deus ex machina. You should, we should have, as on Twitter the other day, we should have Jordan D. White on the show because he said that Sage is one of his favorite characters. Because I believe, well, I believe this is one of the first books he ever edited. I I believe that's true. And she is also from the 616. And she went and got all of uh, the information from the previous lady in charge of the Captain Britain Corps inside of her head, Roma. Her head is just full of Roma tomatoes. Basically. Mm-hmm. No one's entirely sure what she is. A headache. Then we have Mystic, who is a gender-swapped version of Mystique, Raphael Raven, and he is suave, and he can cook, and he's into a bunch of kinky stuff. And then we have Le Gambit. Except for not really, because he's an underwater man who is a cross between Namor and Sue Storm. Because apparently when those two have babies, Gambit's born. Mm-hmm. And so we start off with a group of French commandos as they chase after a man, a woman, and a small boy. The man tries to stand up against the commandos but is stabbed in the back by the woman, who turns out to be a version of Darkstar, who is working to kidnap the boy who is actually the Prince of England. She has a knife uh, up against the boy, and when she's waiting for the helicopter that is going to take them out of there, the man who she had stabbed, who she thought was Steve Rogers, gets back up and knocks her out, because it was actually Mystic, and that's when Rogue flies down, because she destroyed the helicopter they were waiting for. And they fly him back home to try and complete this mission that they're here for. And Mystic is bothered by Rogue not liking him. Because, you know, he raised an alternate universe version of her. Teens. Such teens. We then flashback to Cat. Showing them around this world where they're going to have their mission where basically France and Britain are on the verge of war, even though it's like the 1990s and they have superheroes on both of the sides. And this week cat and Sabretooth get to stay behind. I think Sabretooth just wants to blow on a big spliff. Oh, for sure. We are recording very early this week, just as a heads up. So if our normal comedic timing seems off, it's because I've been awake for about 10 minutes. Good morning, Devin. Here's some Chris Claremont New Exiles. I hope you like them. Yes, it makes me very happy. It's like waking up and having a cat just drop a dead mouse on your bed. Oh no, did that happen to you? Open your door. Is there a cat there? There's not a cat. There could be a mouse. I saw one last night. I didn't like that. Oh, well, let's see what Oxy brought me. It's a bunch of Jaffa cakes with orange marmalade stuff and a chocolate topping. Thank you, Oxy. Damn, can you send Oxy over here? 
Pepper the dog is worthless and could never do that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. In New York, the capital of the British Empire, apparently the heroes, including Lord Iron, Lady Scarlet, and the others are getting briefs on the war. They're also trying to find out who killed Mr. Body. Bum, bum, bum. <gasps> the rest of the team, Psylocke, Gambit, Morph, and Sage, are examining this version of New York City, and Sage is having issues with telepathy. Suddenly something hits Psylocke as well. And when she gets back up, she is speaking Chinese and she flies off somewhere. Because of course. Mm-hmm. You know, Psylocke's gotta fly. Cat's gotta bring me Java cakes. Uh-huh. The team tries to figure out what is happening, and Sage senses havoc from this universe attacking a nearby building. And he succeeds in destroying it. The team goes to help the survivors, and it turns out that oh, all those superheroes who we just got introduced to got killed. And only the queen who looks like Pepper Potts survived. Yeah, I remember reading that being like, um, I'm glad I'm not invested in those characters or anything. Mm-hmm. Havoc reappears. He is French and he prepares to attack. So Morph balls him up and then Gambit and Sage knock him out. The queen thanks him and Gambit is sent to look for a French invasion fleet that should be coming. Meanwhile, Betsy is having issues as she sees Slaymaster killing her. And she loses her rings that she received from the Mandarin. She finally gets to Shanghai and finds her alternate dead universe self. With the eyes removed and figures that Slaymaster is killing all the Betsies. She then gets knocked out by a mysterious someone. And back at the base, Kat sees that all the stars are blinking out. And creation is coming to an end, which... Sure. I welcome it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Welcome Death Sweet Embrace at this stage in the game. I'm going to welcome a Jaffa cake into my mouth at this stage. It's like that project, Big Audio Dynamite, except it's good audio dynamite. How did you spend your St. Patrick's Day? Um, I went to work, and then I came home. We went to All You Can Eat Sushi. Mm-hmm. And then we started watching a movie. It was very slow, so we stopped. And then we played some PlayStation. What movie? It's called The Belladonna of Sadness. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We thought it was going to be an anime, which, I mean, it is. But at the same time, it's not. It's kind of just watching different art pieces. I had breakfast, watched Black Panther, and then had more food after Black Panther. And then went home, tried to get around to taking notes for this, and then I just went to bed. Nice. Oh, and I had my green skyline. Oh, yeah, I forgot they did that. Mm-hmm. But today we might be going to see Tomb Raider. I enjoyed it. I think that it is getting unfairly judged. It's not your Jim Jaramouche. Can he make a Tomb Raider? Thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening me. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I got tickets to go and see my brother, my brother, and me. Oh, yeah, so I you post that at school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're coming, and then, like, the week after, if you're in Columbus, there might be some other shows you're interested in. But, yeah, I think next week I'll be able to fully officially announce that. Which would be good because it's like, oh, I did a lot of work. Nice. 
And a lot of other people also did. Nice, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. And I saw I finished reading my copy, my advanced reader's copy of My Boyfriend is a Bear. Nice. It's what everything you want it to be. Is it a metaphor for something? Fuck no. She's just dating a bear. So Psylocke wakes up after a dream where Slaymaster was killing lots of her and finds out that she doesn't fully recognize herself anymore, like she has a tattoo on her face. And that is when Ogun shows up, she tries to fight him, and he defeats her. For those of you playing at home, Ogun was the guy who trained Wolverine in Japanese-occupied China. And who has also worked on training Kitty Pride in the past, and then he tried to take over her body, and it was really, really weird. It turns out that Psylocke's body from the 616 has been invaded by the murdered spirit of Psylocke of this universe. Psylocke explains why Slaymaster's doing all those killings, and Ogun was like, oh yeah, you were the Mandarin of this universe, I'm really angry that he killed you, and so I'm going to train you now to be good enough to kill him. Oh yeah, time for a training montage, everyone. You gotta be the most submissive around men, because they are your betters, and this Japanese culture is really kind of fucked up. And then Jared Leto showed up. No, no. (sighs) Meanwhile, Gambit is hanging out with some dolphins, and that is when he sees an armada of wooden ships coming near. We find out later on that Atlantis is basically like, oh yeah, no, we don't want you guys to be doing like this dumbass pissing match. So you only get like wooden ships that were top of the line 200 years ago. And we're also providing you with free energy. So uh, Gambit goes to try and hide from the ships, but gets attacked by some high tech scuba men. And we find out that he has Sue Storm style force wall powers. He breaks one of the ship's rudders on purpose and then is attacked by a giant squid that is one of the giant ancient masters of the oceans who are, I guess, sentient super animals that I have never heard of before. Yeah, me neither. That's when the Atlantean entourage of Finn, who would normally be his grandmother, shows up and he is able to talk his way out of this whole situation and explains how the exiles want to stop the war. And she's like, oh, we got this on lock. And that is when Storm shows up to summon a massive storm. And Finn calls up uh, Admiral Napoleon on the hologram. He's like, hey, since you're doing this dumb war stuff, I'm going to turn off all the power in Paris, which is apparently connected to a giant geothermal plant in the Savage Land that's run by Kazar, who still doesn't wear normal clothes, which it's it's like a Stefan sketch. It's casual Friday every day, Luke. And so Gambit flirts with Storm because he's like, you know, in my universe, you are much older and I don't want to have sex with you. I'm Gambit. I want to have sex with all the women. But now I do. Ha ha ha. Hit me. Hit Gambit. And the French ships suddenly get teleported out because Napoleon turns out to have his own power generator. And the Armada lands in... New York City, and it's like, uh, okay, we had no setup for any of this happening, so it's just things that are happening now. Yep. 
and Mystique magically through all this, the French are just instantly the bad guys. We really have Mm -hmm. no backstory for what Mm -hmm. is causing this. Maybe they're just power hungry and they already took over like England proper and that's why England is now in the United States. Well, it could be that. But yeah, we don't even get like margin notes for why stuff is happening. It's just like, oh, Iron Man and Scarlet Witch are like the leaders of this big movement. Oh, JK, they're dead. Mm -hmm. So Mystic and Rogue and the Wee Prince head to Department X, which is a school run by Dame Emma Frost, leader of Force X, and back on the base, the Omniverse is starting to disappear even faster, and the digital Heather Hudson that they had for whatever reason disappears for whatever reason. Comics. Whoops. We then get introduced to Force X, which includes Starbolt, a.k.a. Summer Scott, Sunspot, a.k.a. John Gray. That's the most whitewashing you can do for Sunspot. Spider, a.k.a. Peter Parker. Not really, because sometimes he's basically white. Yeah, but he's getting replaced with a white teenage girl who is not Poppy DaCosta at all. And a ginger. We then have Spider, a.k.a. Peter Parker, Puma, a.k.a. Hank McCoy, and Orion, a.k.a. Roberta Bobby Drake. Because, I guess, some of the original X-Men are gender-swapped for whatever reason in this universe. Yeah, sure. And then we get a long sequence of Rogue just beating the shit out of them until Storm and Namor come in, and they're like, oh, okay, I guess you've done this enough. Outside of Manhattan, the French know that they have 24 hours until the Atlanteans fully retaliate. And in that time, they need to find and capture the queen so they can force her to surrender for still undefined reasons. But they're probably and, good, I'm sure. Yeah, back in the streets, Morph and Sage attack the French troops to protect the queen. And in Japan, Psylocke is losing her memory as she faces Ogun to prove that she is worthy to leave. And she actually defeats him, but now she believes that she is the Lady Mandarin and has completely forgotten about being normal Psylocke. The French superheroes prepare to attack, and Force X and the Exiles are ready to face him. And back in the Panopticon, Sabretooth goes in to check on Cat and tells her to follow her instincts and to not regret things. Sure. Believe in yourself. That's a place to start. And I say, hey, what did Sabretooth tell you today? Stuff. Yeah, stuff. Sage and Morph along the way get captured by Purge. Like, we don't get that scene. And it makes no sense why it's like, oh, I guess Chris Claremont forgot to have a scene where they are captured with the queen. And Purge hits Sage with the neutralizer, which is a drug made by Ogun that drains the conscious identity. But because her head is full of identities, her Diana Fox persona, who was the one that she created when she was trying to infiltrate the evil Captain Britain, comes out and beats the heck out of Purge, and then she falls unconscious. And Morph was asleep the whole time. Like the, It's such a weird thing. I, I think they have too many characters here. Morph just needs to take a nap, Luke. 
Which is weird, too, mm-hmm. because he doesn't even have the entire team with him. Yeah. Meanwhile, Storm starts a downpour in Manhattan, and the French soldiers who hate getting wet run for cover. Which is great, because if you... Because the art really doesn't depict a heavy downpour enough. They're like, the water, it is falling so hard, it hurts. It's like, no, no, it's it's just like a maybe a sudden rain. But also, like, the French people just wear T-shirts. Their, their uniform is weird, and I guess the French people have not discovered poncho technology. Maybe it doesn't rain there. So their skin isn't used to the rain, Luke. I guess maybe it's because all the rain in Spain falls mainly in the plain. And meanwhile, Orion freezes all the ships in the harbor and Sunspot and Starbolt start attacking the ships because they're made out of wood and can't really stand up to telekinetic bolts or bolts of force energy and that is when gigantor the version of atlas from this universe stops them and almost kills summer by trapping her under the ice until they are attacked or until namor saves her and he is forced to fall back we then just get more fighting as we see more shitty villains show up like Geralt, who uses a deadly rope Wolf Trap, who summons wolves. Wolf Trap is pretty great. I would like to see more of Wolf Trap. I don't know. And he just summons energy wolves, and that's all we get. And then the energy wolves attack Rogue. But I feel like if we had more, then Wolf Trap would lose the appeal. Mm-hmm. I think we had the right amount of Wolf Trap. Yeah, but I wouldn't mind seeing like a version of the 616 who also has the same powers and also shows up like the same amount. Oh, well, fair enough. And then there's Legion, who's like a shitty version of Multiple Man. So Psylocke and Lady Mandarin, meanwhile, has gone to France to go and meet the Emperor. And he tries to overtake her with the code word Wolverine because, oops, Ogun set her up to become the Queen of France and also his slave but it turns out that Psylocke was only sort of faking and decides to do something else. She appears via hologram and forces the French to release the queen and surrender. There's some boring stuff about Sage, not remembering how she was able to defeat Purge. Rogue is still withdrawn and more asks Mystique how he found out who the real Legion was. And we don't get a response and I'm not entirely sure how the like mood is supposed to end here. Yeah. Like, is it, oh, is that supposed to be mysterious? Is he being cocky? What? What's going on here? It was basically a, oh, we need to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Without setting up anything no. else. Because, like, the Kitty Pride stuff, or the cat stuff, isn't really engaging at all. Because you know they're not going to destroy the entire universe. Oh, no. Because books are still being published and, right now. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't happen in like a third string superhero oh. book. It would only happen in a series of books written by the same creator. I'm slowly reading through Infinity because next month is going to be Infinity Month, 
and oh, Infinity's super good. I think, yeah, but I think that collection that I got is like four hundred pages, if not more. Uh, that's because I think what you have there also some of the times. it's like a bunch of no, it's like a bunch of new Avengers, Avengers, Infinity, and I think maybe one or two time issues, but not like the whole runs. Oh, okay. Um, the Avengers and New Avengers issues are must-reads. Yeah, yeah, they are. And I'm reading it in the order, which is partly why I bought that collection. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it was only like two bucks when I got it or something like that. Because Marvel's got to drive up their sales well, numbers. That's, that's new sale they had. Because, hell, there's a book that I was I wanted to buy that came out on Wednesday. And, oh, fun fact, it was 99 cents then. What book was yeah, that? Yeah, it was the new um, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu Omnibus. Oh, I think I also... not The Master of Kung oh, yeah, Fu? Yeah, Master of Kung Fu. They came out Wednesday. Yeah. I, yep, nice. I bought that one. It was like a dollar? Hell yeah. Yeah, I don't know what Marvel's doing anymore, but uh, I'm not going to question it for the time being. Oh yeah, not when it's benefiting me. Mm-hmm. Also, I have no idea why all the Fables books are like six bucks for a trade. But, you know, I'm probably not going to reread that series for a while. I like parts of it, but then also the conservative politics. The conservative politics get to me, and then like it just doesn't know when to end. That's fair. I've heard that the ending actually was really good, though. So, like issue one hundred and fifty. Yeah, but he- heck, yeah, if I'm right. going to go there, I read like trade one, and then I played the video game. The video game was good. Mm-hmm. And so you know what is also good? Trials of the Multiverse. Yeah, I I, I didn't give you know, a chance right? to guess there. Mm-hmm. Hashtag rude. So this week on Trials the Multiverse, we are adding on Earth 80827, and it's a mess. There's a lot of stuff there, and I don't think it was, it was all that good. Mostly because we actually have no idea what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a bad way. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to... Uh, what if Cyclops' energy beams came out of his ears? Oh, uh, this is worse than that. Uh, Doom versus Namor from that one early Exiles issue where Doctor Doom and Namor hated this is each worse other. Than that, Luke. Da, 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 da. Uh, Weapon X Storm's world. I recall this being better than that. Uh, what if Wolverine hibernated? Uh, better than that. Uh, I don't think it's better than Weapon X Colossus's world. Agreed. So our new number 377 is Earth 80827. France versus England versus Atlantis. Which brings our total up to... 512 universes. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, next week, I'm going to be interviewing Clay Napier to talk about some comics by Clara Chrismont. And uh, then after that, we are starting our What If Infinity month. And we'll be back on the 15th with New Exiles, numbers 11 through 12. And keep an eye on the feed, because there may be a live show or two coming up soon. Devin, where can people find you online? You can find me online at Twitter at FredoFett. That's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And Luke, where can people find you? You can find me online on Twitter at at Coltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Multiversal Q is a weekly podcast. We are listener-sponsored. And if you support our podcast, you also get early episodes of our spinoff podcast, Exiled which we're doing our big fighting tournament. We're finally getting to the fighting tournament, and there are brackets you can fill out for a chance to win prizes. Uh, We also have some bigger award tiers coming out for our uh, backers at the $5 and $10 or higher levels, so look forward to those. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Please like, share, rate, and review on all of your systems, and... Visit us at multiversecu.com where we will have an image gallery up for this and for most of our episodes in at least the past year and a half. Uh-huh. Until then, or until next time, this one's for Hank. Hank.